Welcome back to the Impactful Relationships Podcast. How are you doing today? Have you taken a moment to slow down and look around you and enjoy the moment to find the small beauties in life? You know, one of my favorite things to do is to just take a moment and look at the sunset or the sunrise and just think about all the beautiful things in life that I don't even like consciously take the time to notice and, and pay attention to. Feel free to give yourself a little extra time. Just slow down and and notice the beauty around you today. Uh, we're going to focus on relationships and how to be all in on your relationships. So I was recently having a conversation with someone about how to be all in on a relationship and be all in on your career and all in on your service ventures. And their response back was, it's really hard. Like it's challenging. Like I, I want to do my best and I give my best in each area of my life and I fall short. I get, and there's people that are patient around me, like my partner, um, you know, they're very patient with me and maybe more patient than need to. And I wish I was able to give more to them, but it's hard. And I, and I find myself in this double bind, this no one situation that seems like no matter which way I go, things aren't going to work out well for me. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what being all in means and how to be all in on your relationships, how to be all in on your career, how to be all in as a, as a partner, as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a mother, a brother, a sister, a cousin, um, a business partner, um, as a professional uh, in whatever you're doing. And this applies to so many different um, avenues and situations. And I want to talk a little bit about the research around relationships. And we're going to talk specifically about romantic relationships. Some of the the research is going to apply specifically to like marriages and divorce, but also applies to just a romantic relationship in general. So if you look at the divorce rate, it's around 40%. um, And on average... 20% 20% of first marriages will end in divorce within the first five years. Um, so the, the numbers are significant. The divorce rate, you've actually seen a little bit of decline over the you know past you know while. And there's a lot of reasons for that that we're not going to go into in this podcast episode. Um, but one of the things that you see that tends to happen is that when people get stuck in their relationship, they'll get stuck in the sometimes that can lead to divorce. Like that's the way out of the relationship. I leave the relationship by getting divorced. Other times people leave a relationship by getting into a parallel relationship. And meaning like we become business partners. We're, we're not really dating each other. We're not connecting emotionally. Um, and so this emotional intimacy and connection's not there. And we just end up in these parallel interactions. You do your thing, I do mine. Um, You take care of this responsibility, I'll take care of this responsibility, and you go throughout life. And sometimes life pulls you in this direction. Um, And if you're not being intentional and constantly working uh, on things in your relationship and working through things in your relationship, you'll find yourself pulled in this existence where you know we're, we're there together, but we're not really connected. Same type of experience, right? If you see a family together, that they're all in the same room, but no one's interacting. No one's doing anything together. Like I guess they're spending time together, but like one person's on their phone, another person's watching TV, another person's on their phone, someone else is eating something, right? You're all you're in the same space, but you're not really connecting. You're just existing together. So let's talk about how to be all in. 
what does it look like to be all in on these relationships? Because the research is also clear. Like when people are all in, when they're happier in their romantic relationships, when they have greater satisfaction in their home life, their physical well-being improves, their emotional health well improves, their social health improves, um, their success in their careers improve. So it's very significant. Um, so how do we invest our time in this? So John Gottman, he's a very prominent researcher and uh, therapist, and he's done a lot of research around relationships and divorce and what why relationships succeed or fail. One of the concepts that he talks about is the emotional bank account. And this is the idea that we're constantly kind of putting deposits or withdrawals in a relationship. Like I'm putting a deposit in um, and putting another deposit in, and this may be like, an act of service or giving someone a gift or maybe in a romantic relationship it's like physical intimacy it can look a lot of different ways um, but I'm making deposits into this account now there's also withdrawals that happen right like I want to go and do something with my friends this weekend or sorry I got to take this call or I'm going to be home late from work tonight or I want to do something different than you'd want to do, or maybe you're emotionally burnt out and spent at the end of the day, you don't, um, you're not as attuned to like your partner's emotional needs. Um, and so these are withdrawals that come out of the, the bank account. And so what John Gottman found is that there's this ratio that you need of positive interactions for every withdrawal. So every deposit for every withdrawal. And that is, on average, you need five deposits into the emotional bank account for any one withdrawal from the account. So, and thinking about it through that framework, the concept of like the 50-50 relationship, right? You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That results in a parallel relationship. It doesn't result in a connected, um, intimate um, relationship. It's a parallel relationship. And so, you have to be all in, right? I'm giving without the intent to receive something back. I'm all in, I'm gonna um, serve you, I'm gonna be there for you. Um, and it doesn't mean you're perfect, no one's perfect and we all get this ratio out of whack. But when you're able to do that, you're gonna find that when those things happen, your partner's gonna be better attuned to respond to it. Uh, meaning that, right a long day at work or it's been a long day at home and i'm not as emotionally present and i react to something and maybe respond to your needs in a way that wasn't the best right your, your partner is going to be able to be more forgiving and as opposed to criticizing and seeing the behavior that happened they'll be able to see you as a person um, and see your your needs and look past that of like why would you do that Instead of maybe responding in that way, it may be, man, you must have had a hard day today. Help, help me understand what's going on. Because your mindset around that person is different. Um, and so the way that you respond and interact them will, with them will be different oftentimes. A couple other thoughts on this. Um, and a couple of these come from a professor I had as, a, as an undergraduate student, um, Dr. Chatlin. And, and he, a couple of concepts. One was that porcupines live alone. Uh, and kind of this notion, right, that if we're always reactive or we get upset about things and, like, you know, a porcupine flailing your quills, then, right, no one wants to be around a porcupine. And so if that's what's happening, there may be reasons you have to look at for yourself of, okay, how can I 
emotionally take care of my own needs? How can I work through some of my own stuff? And there's other podcast episodes you can go and listen to. Reach out to professional for some thoughts if you find yourself in that situation. There's a lot of reasons that can be. But if that's how things stay, right, that's a lot of withdrawals coming out of that bank account. So porcupines live alone. A second thought to think about is to save your best self. And so think about when am I at my best? When am I at my best like mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever it is, like when am I at my best? And intentionally give that time to your partner. Um, Whether that's like in the morning, whether that's at night, whether it's the midday, whether it's on the weekend, whether it's on a Friday night, whatever it is, like plan your time so you're giving your best time to your partner and plan that ahead of time because if you're passive about that, your time's going to go away and you're not going to go what happened to it, not going to know what happened to it. But if you plan ahead, like here's when I'm my best, here's my best time, plan ahead to give that to your partner no matter what. It's sacred time, reserve it, set it aside, and that's for them. Now, on the other side of this is when you you set that aside and you plan your time out, you're going to have more time for the things that matter most. You're going to be rejuvenated. You're going to be thinking more clearly. You're going to be emotionally recharged and better able to give your energy and attention to other things around you. Whenever I hear someone say, like, there's not enough hours in the day, or I don't have enough time to complete something, in some ways it's a really silly question or thought because we always have the same amount of time every single day. The amount of time in a day doesn't change. Sometimes it may feel like the amount of tasks or pressures or stressors on us that we can't meet all the needs. And so it's less a question of, I need more time, and more a question of, where am I giving my time and attention? Am I giving it to what matters most? Or am I letting my time and attention be driven and pulled by whatever the crisis and thing of the moment is? That feels like you're on a roller coaster um, versus I'm intentional about responding in the way that I want to and that's most important and matters to me. Another thing about this, how to be all in, this is to continually date your partner. This sounds so simple, but I want to talk about some reasons of why this is so important. So I'm going to get a little bit of researchy and theoretical um, for a second. So hopefully I don't lose you here. Bear with me. This is really important. So when you look at something through the lens of systems theory, one of the concepts of systems theory, um, a couple concepts, one is that the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So, right, synergy. Uh, that something individually alone is not as great as um, the relationships and interactions it has um, together. Another aspect of um, systems theory is that things are constantly being changed. And so by someone entering your life, but you have any experience each day, by definition of having that experience, you're changed. Something is different about you. You've had a different experience. You've had a different thought. You've had a different emotional reaction. These things happen on a daily basis. And so the reason this is important, those two concepts in conjunction with your relationship, is if you're not continually dating your partner and getting to know them and asking about them and connecting with them emotionally, you're going to end up in a parallel relationship. And the reason being is because this is why some people say like we grew apart or we fell out of love 
right? You, you get stuck, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, it's not just this, but you get stuck in these patterns of interactions where we're existing, but we're not really continuing getting to know each other and serving each other and connecting in a way that brings us closer together. And so when you're dating your partner, when you're connecting, it also creates this synergy in your relationship because there's what you're giving, there's what your partner's giving, and there's what your relationship is experiencing together. And so it creates more of a synergy and more energy and passion in your relationships and in your life, um, for sure. Now, the things that we've talked about here, these are important. I'm going to share some other thoughts in some upcoming podcast episodes as well. Um, And if this is an area you're finding yourself really struggling with, it may be helpful to seek out help, right? Talk to a, a professional, a coach, a counselor, a therapist, someone that you trust, because oftentimes when people are experiencing relationship difficulties and struggles, they wait until their relationship is in complete crisis to get help, um, as opposed to going in and getting help and working through things and figuring out your relationship dynamics better and better understanding yourself and each other to have a, a deeper and more impactful and enriched relationship. Um, and that's something, right, you can have a more kind of meaningful life. Uh, and when you wait till things kind of end up in crisis mode, there's still hope um, and there's healing and you can work through things and you don't have to wait till you're in crisis to improve your relationship. If you are in crisis, reach out and get help. There's a way forward um, for sure. So it is always this information, this episode, it is not uh, counseling. It is not therapy. It is not advice specific for you. It is simply information, information that I hope you find impactful and meaningful in your life. Thanks for joining us today, and I look forward to having you back on future episodes.